Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Black Friday plans? Like, has anybody got their eyes on something that they're going to try to get? I keep looking at the Best Buy website because I got a Best Buy credit card a couple years ago. <laughs> and I'm always like, well, if they got something good, like maybe I'll do it. But then I, I keep I keep getting a hold of myself. I'm like, no, stop it. You don't need anything. Get out of here. And then I minimize it for later. <laughs> <laughs> Until that part of me goes to sleep. Uh-huh. I, I already messed up on Black Friday stuff. Because I saw one of my favorite dice carriers is doing a month-long thing. And I was sad at like 3 a.m. <laughs> so, yeah. So how many did you get? Not sets. Total number. I want to hear the big number. Oh, God. He's got to go. He's pulling out a calculator. Yeah, he has to, That's too many. If you have to grab the calculator, it's too many. 16. <laughs> Do we have any guesses before he says a number? Oh, yeah. That's a good call. 75. 56. I'm going to go with 60. 96. Individual dice, 161. <gasps> Jesus Shit. Christ. That's a big sad. Now, keep in mind. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep in mind, a lot of the deal was buy a set and get a whole other set. So it was very buy one, get one free. You've got to be running out of space. No, not even close. Oh, just my one God. of his pillowcases is filled with dice. <laughs> He's just gonna Scrooge McDuck into just like a pile. He has of one dice. of those like water beds, but he just fills <laughs> it with dice. Oh no! Sounds atrocious. <laughs> He's got one for guests that he doesn't like, and it's just filled with D fours. Oh. Um, I am. Not looking at anything right now since I just <laughs> moved into an apartment, but I really should be because I don't have enough storage. Like I've unpacked mostly everything and it's starting to get there, but I need I need shelves. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need me some Black Friday shelves and a and a rug. I'm sure gonna try to get a PS5 on Black Friday, but I'm not optimistic. Hey, you never know. I Somebody's had gotta get them. <laughs> I had a PS5 in my cart. I had processed my address my payment and it was doing the final processing but oh never mind dude uh, <laughs> no, no, no. that's a big sad <laughs> <laughs> it's also a big sad well i talked about this a little bit last week on the intro uh but this weekend kind of this cyber monday black friday throughout the course of this weekend uh we are going to have an upgrade to our store um there are going to be more than a few new things in both the merch shop and in the clothing shop including some things that we ran out of before and have not been able to get reordered that we were able to get reordered this time around. So if you are not on the mailing list, that is the quickest way to find out when the store upgrade goes live. Uh, you can sign up for that at the crit show podcast.com. 
And last week, we passed a thousand people on our mailing list. And so we drew a winner uh, from everybody that was on the mailing list. Uh, and our winner was Joseph Fong, and he won a free T-shirt from the store. So again, if you are not on the mailing list, uh, you can go sign up for that. It comes out two, maybe three times a month, and often just has information about sales that are going on in the store, some live streams we're doing, other events that are coming up. Um, back in the day of conventions, it would tell about those and how to sign up for games, perhaps one day in the future again. <laughs> Who knows? And uh, actually, in the last newsletter, we had a little a little blurb about the Audioverse Awards. Kim, do you want to give us the details on the Audioverse Awards? Uh, sure. Um, Perilous Tides, which is our Patreon-exclusive pirate campaign, uh, is a finalist in three categories. Perilous Tides is a finalist in New Improvised Production. TAS is up for Player Director of a New Production. And... I'm up for player in a new improvised production. And the uh, the deadline to vote is December 5th. And you can do that at audioverseawards.net slash vote. Yeah. And it is a much more streamlined process now. Uh, so, again, that closes on the 5th. And uh, if you have enjoyed Perilous Tides, uh, the first six episodes are available on the main feed uh, and also on the website. Well, we sure would appreciate your vote. I think with that, uh, Jake. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> last week i tried to paraphrase what i thought you said uh let's crack down on some crooks and capers so you are in transit to the junkyard um posing as lila jocelyn is expecting to rendezvous with lila at the entrance what is the plan of attack here i shouldn't say attack you're not supposed to attack but we could though okay we're not supposed to, but we can. Perfect. Yeah. New plan. Start over. <laughs> Throw everything out. We'll, we'll get the car idling and we'll have it aimed right at the front where she's standing. Oh, but no. we'll roll out so that it's just cruising. I'm sorry. I've I've contributed exactly nothing to this so far. I'm struggling here, guys. Look, if anything happens to my, if anything happens to my mom's Hyundai, I'm going to be in so much trouble. So we can't do that. Okay. Okay. So we need her to lead us back to the car because we have to find the car. So... Let's sneak up and get eyes on her and then text her and tell her that Lila's not coming. Why would she go to the car then? Maybe Lila can say, like, I can't make it. Make sure you hide the evidence. Cover the car up with a tarp or something before you leave. I mean, can we sneak in and find it if it's there? The last time I confronted her, she just ran away. Well, that's I mean we should follow her, not confront her. So if we can get her to lead us back to the car so that we don't actually have any interaction with her. Yeah, I guess I just don't know how spooked she is right now. How many delayed text messages before she leaves? You know, she's been spotted once already. She got a text message. How did you get my number? Now I can't show up. Like, that's going to be a couple things in a row. What if we say the cops just showed up at the school? That's what I was thinking. Get her to want to move the car. But we're already there so we can follow her in. Send that message. The cops showed up. Get it out. Hide it somewhere else because they know to look at the junkyard. I mean, I don't know if this is accurate, but I think they took the car in pieces. If they put it back together, she's not going to be able to move it. I think we're combining two different clues here. It was the auto club that had um, that looked like they were carrying out pieces of something. And I think that was to lead us to the chop shop. But I don't think that. Oh, that Mr. was M's car. car. Yeah. So she has gotten the car into the junkyard without dealing with the guy who sells the cars or who runs the junkyard. I mean, we can try and sneak in and find it ourselves. But, you know, she's right. This place is a maze. 
I mean, it's a pretty recognizable car, though. Maybe if we just kept an eye out for it, we could maybe find it. Yeah, but then how do we prove it was her? We got to get her there or we find it and have somebody else confront her and, and get her to say it again while on camera. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If we could find the car first, I can set cameras up. If we're following her in, you know, it's uh, hopefully I can get a good recording of her telling who I don't know, who she who she talking to. Well, I mean, that's the thing. If we get her to go to the car to move it, she jumps into the stolen car and drives it away. That's our proof. Madison, hit her with your car. <laughs> Let's go back to that plan. <laughs> I will I will tell you, out of character, I like both of these ideas a lot. <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, I think we find the car first, right? Like, we sneak in, we know that it's there for sure, we get pictures and stuff of that, but then we got to prove that she's there, like that she did it. So what's what's that look like? Okay, so let's go find the car and we'll send her a text. I don't know what, but something to get her to move the car and then we wait for her and when she shows up, Pete, you take a picture, right? Yeah. That's solid. So we got to scare her to the car instead of something that'll make her just leave, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What kind of text would spook her enough to get her to move the car? Oh, no. Tell Just tell her that, that she just talked to me and that I, I figured out the whole mace thing and I called the cops and they're on the way to the junkyard. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. That'll work. Okay. Um. Okay. So do we want to wait till we find the car and then send that text? Yeah. 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 Like we all post up around it. Okay. But we got to like, we got to have proof that she stolen the car that she's, I could put the camera, I could put my camera inside the car. So that like she gets in and she starts it and drives away. Like, yeah. what more proof is there of having someone's car than a video of you driving it? Yeah, because her just being there isn't really doesn't really. I mean, we're there, right? So it's not a lot of proof that yeah. she took it. But if she's in the car, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. So let's go to the junkyard and try to find a car. What is this junkyard like? Uh, so it is basically just like there was a huge empty dirt lot on the west side of town and it has been gradually filled up with garbage like it is not a high security place there aren't fences like nobody nobody comes here to steal shit you know nobody comes here to take parts uh the junkyard doesn't it's not the kind of place it's not like a pick apart place where like you'd buy things this is just kind of where scrap ends up so this is more of a dump than a junkyard yes and no i mean it's it's kind of a dump but for like metal parts and stuff you know not for like literal trash like diapers and and things like that old food remnants aren't ending up here but anybody whose car breaks down and it gets towed and it's not worth salvaging it ends up here anybody's washer that breaks and they replace it and they're not gonna you know it just all that kind of stuff ends up here it's like appliances automotives things like that that are just here to die unless somebody for some reason goes oh my god i think i need that and then you could maybe go strike a deal with Ward to take something out of here. Like that scary scene from The Brave Little Toaster? Yeah. Yes. I spent so much of my youth in junkyards because my dad builds classic cars, and so you're always hunting specific belts and steering wheels and tire frames. And That's so cool. I think, I think this is the kind of place, you know, Ward is, I mean, he likes it because now, as you all know, he's doing a chop shop. So, like, he, this is a good place to squirrel things away to move parts through without anybody noticing um, but this is more the kind of place that like somebody might come from, you know, an adjacent town who is doing, who is looking for that specific part, who is hunting for a specific belt or a specific drivetrain or whatever. And it's more of like a, make me an offer. Hi, I'm Ward. I'm the only person with whom you can deal here. Mm -hmm. Make this worth it for me. But there's not like a whole lot of organization. No, there's not very much structure here. That's why it's just kind of like a maze. Things just kind of get brought in here on tow trucks or with cranes or whatever. 
and placed and stacked wherever the tow truck or the shit can get to. And it has ultimately just led to this kind of labyrinthine pathway. I just watched Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And so this place, like almost exactly as you have described, exists in that movie. So it, it's very fresh in my head that we're going to get murdered here. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen Brave Little Toaster or Nightmare on Elm Street 3. So all of these references are being lost. on me, <laughs> How about actually. this? It's like the opening scene of 13 Ghosts. That's what I've been thinking. I haven't seen 13 oh, Ghosts. Oh. Oh. You would like that movie. I believe you. You could cosplay one of the ghosts from that movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll Hell check it yeah. out. Hell yeah. Um, okay. So you are uh, approaching the junkyard. So I guess to start, where exactly are you coming in from? How far away are you stopping, et cetera, et cetera? Is there a place we can find to park that makes sense? Like where nobody will see us or we might be able to get away easier? Um, like, can I use intuition? Yeah. Um, I don't think I even necessarily need you to roll it. I'm, I'm going to charge you. You want to spend one or two points? I'll spend two. Okay. Um, then yes, you get the feeling that there is a, a specific part on the outside of these kind of stacks of shit um, where nobody would see your approach. Nobody really goes by that direction. There isn't a lot of like foot traffic or car traffic that's got line of sight on it, that that would be the number one place that you could park the car and go unnoticed start to finish here. Pull up right over here. I don't think anybody will be able to see us over here. We should oh, be good. Nice. Good job looking out, Georgia. Yeah, so you you get the car stopped and tucked away. Um, you are on the outside of just these kind of piles of stuff. Um, I don't think it's a, a meaningful enough task to like climb them or get past them to necessitate any sort of check for it. Uh, if that's what you want to do, or is there a different way we're trying to get into the junkyard here? I mean, it seems like getting up on this wall and trying to look around to see if we can maybe notice the car if it's i don't know if it'll be covered or if we might see the 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 red of it perfect um yeah you all climb up to the top of this and uh peter because you're the one that raised the idea i'll say you're the one that's looking around uh and there are lights every kind of so often throughout this place like tall you know almost parking lot lights um just to keep some kind of view on this place during the night uh, and I think that you notice as you're looking around, you have actually kind of come up near an area of a lot of car skeletons. Um, there are lots of various car parts and like full bodies sitting out around here and they're all in pretty bad shape. You know, they're all rusted out or missing windows or whatever. Um, but you notice out from under the corner of a tarp, a glint of cherry red that seems to be a much higher sheen than anything else you see in this junkyard. Oh, hey, I think it's over there. Nice. Um all right, what what do you have to do? I mean, I, I can, uh, you know, we can get down and get the tarp off and get you set up, but uh, uh, yeah, what does your camera do? Is it going to be like filming or like taking snapshots or what? Yeah, I can just set it to film. Nice, okay. All right, well, we still have to make our way over there, so let's go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so I think this is going to be a sneaking test um, to get over there without raising any alarms from anybody who might be paying attention. Um, so who wants to lead the effort here the way that this is going to work uh with all of you taking this action as a unit one of you will take the lead and do the test as usual uh and everybody else just pays a point from a pool to gain the benefits um but it does not actually add to the leader's role it is just your buy-in for kind of walking under their umbrella if you do not have the ability, the difficulty just goes up a little bit. I will do this. I've contributed nothing meaningful. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, so do you want to spend any points to contribute to this? Well, before we do that, I guess, uh, who all has a sneaking point to spend? I do. I do I as do. well. Oh, okay. Perfect. Then the difficulty will not go up at all. So how many points, if any, do you want to spend on this check? I feel like we're near the end here. I think I'm going to spend four. That's quite a few. Go ahead and make this roll. Eight. Yes. Absolutely. Leave no trace. Um, and we all spend one point as well. Correct. You all spend one point and you are included in this supreme success. Uh, so you all, as a as a tactical unit... As Navy SEALs uh, make your way across this junkyard undetected, making no sound, leaving no trail, and you get to the cherry red Mustang. I'm making all those motions again as we go, and they make sense this time. They actually apply. They, it's like a bolt of lightning struck you. You know what all of these mean. You're doing them. Unfortunately, no one on your team knows what they mean. So, <laughs> so it is still useless. Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to sneak under the tarp and, and get inside the car and set this camera up with the, the little motion detector again so that when the car door opens it starts recording okay um you do that no problem you get in set the camera up where exactly in the car are you setting the camera up i like this question i feel like it probably needs to be on the like the behind the passenger i i will remind you in case it changes your decision in any way this is a convertible oh right 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 uh i think it'll be on the floor of the passenger side like looking up where the driver would sit Okay, yeah, you get the camera set up, no problem. And then I will sneak back out. It's a nice car. That is nice. We should take it. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we start a new life. Uh, yeah, so if we're we're hiding and we're ready, then I'll I'll get out my phone and and text Jocelyn. Uh, I'll say, shit, just ran into Peter. He called the cops and said something about a maze and to go check out the junkyard. You need to get that car out of there immediately. Nice. Don't fuck this up. Period is the next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. P.S. I promise this is Lila. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Again, you have impersonate. Like she's already bought this. So so you get a response that is just all caps OMG. Uh, and then a little over a minute later, you hear some footsteps approaching from around one of these corners of the piles uh, with some speed. And Jocelyn comes tearing around the corner, jogging for this car. Are you all just here, visible out in the open? No, I think we're hiding. Like if she doesn't oh, get in the car, yeah. Yeah, definitely hiding. Where are we hidden? This doesn't really have stakes. I just want to know what you guys have done to hide yourselves. Uh, I'm in a giant tractor tire. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm Everyone late. looked at me like I picked the one good hiding <laughs> option. <laughs> I was gonna say went, tractor. I was gonna say giant tire. Tractors have four tires. That's true. I'm laying down in the back seat of another skeleton car. <laughs> uh, I'm behind one of the the light poles, uh, and I have a hubcap to like cut, like just sticking out, <laughs> so that I can peek over it and be able to h- kind of hide where I'm peeking from. You look like the Pixar lamp. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Uh, I'm, uh, I'm hiding behind basically the carcass of like a, a, a food truck. She's camouflaged herself in mud and dirt <laughs> just on the ground. What? I do have a nine preparedness that I haven't rolled for. So yeah. I... <laughs> uh, what food truck? Which food truck um, couldn't make it in this town? Man, it's a, probably uh, all <laughs> probably all of them. Yeah. I think food trucks were a little, a little trendy. Someone came from the big city and then, yeah, just couldn't, couldn't quite hack it. What did they uh, try, though, oh yeah. man. What's like. 
what's like a punny food truck name? This is not super important, but it's important to me now. Depends on the food. Doesn't matter. Taco in a bag in a truck. There's. I'm, I'm leaving every bit of the silence in. As <laughs> there's there's, 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 there's one in my in my hometown that uh, it's a Breaking Bad themed burrito truck, but I can't remember exactly. It's like oh, Breaking come Burrito. On. I know that's what I'm trying to remember the name, but I can't. It's like like Breaking Burritos or something like that. I don't know, but it's 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 got a good logo. It's a food truck that serves. Um, it's a food truck that that sells like seafood type things but replaced with turkey it's the sea gobbler (laughs) okay there we go we got our one mandatory cross universe (laughs) our our minimum required yeah (laughs) it's got a giant turkey head hanging off the front of it oh fantastic Food truck seafood. Oh, no. I I don't think even I have the trust in my heart for that. (laughs) And I'll eat seafood. That's why it's here now in the junkyard. Yep. Because they couldn't impress me. (laughs) That's that's what the sign on it says closed because we couldn't even convince Jake to eat here. (laughs) Your stomach terrifies me. Please keep that the sh- in. The shit you're able to consume, I just don't uh-huh. understand it. It doesn't all go down well if it makes you feel any better. It like, doesn't. I, I suffer the consequences for much of what I eat. Oh, it's a horror show sometimes, yeah. but... Can't stop me, though. We're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> you're all hiding in your excellent hiding places. Um, Jocelyn walks up and rips the tarp off of the car and starts to climb inside of it. Yeah, as soon as she's behind the wheel, um, I'm going to jump out of my hiding spot and run in front of the car. Uh, She gasps loudly and like kind of drops the key on the floorboard um, before she's able to put it in the ignition. And she says, what are you doing here? Trying to find out what you're doing here. I'm leaving. So if you could go ahead and get out of the way, that would be excellent. And she starts kind of like leaning down to try and find the key she dropped. Other people are going to take the fall for this. You're okay with that? You're okay with letting somebody else go to jail because you wanted to steal this car. Uh, She leans back up to look at you over the desk. She says, who's going to go to jail for this? People around school have been saying that the auto club kids are the ones that did this. Uh, She shrugs and she goes, yeah, well, they run a chop shop. So, yeah, I'm kind of okay with it. If the principal thinks someone from the auto club did this, they could have the rest of their lives ruined. How are you okay with that? Uh, People in the school look up to you. You're... You're a figure that people look to. We're not little kids. Be the bigger person and do the right thing. How could you How could you be okay with this? What, uh, what ability do you think you're using against her here? I think I'm going with grown-up face, kind okay. of showing that do what's right, do what's fair. Uh, okay, I think I'm going to have you make a throwdown test here uh, with a spend from grown-up face to dictate kind of the direction that this interaction is taking. Um, so roll throwdown if you want to spend any points from throwdown or any additional points from grown-up face to support the roll, you can. Uh, I will say that this is going to be like an above-average toughness. Um, she is kind of a rich kid who isn't used to dealing with consequences anyway, um, and she doesn't seem to have a super high opinion of any of you from your interactions so far. Am I allowed to spend as many as I want from Throwdown and Grown Up Face? Yes, but you may need more of them in the future, so spend wisely. I will spend two from Throwdown and one from Grown Up Face. Okay. Uh, So since the point I spent from Grown Up Face counts as two, that's a six. She wilts a little bit, um, and she says, I'm not trying to take down the kids in Auto Club or anything. I just... 
I'm just trying to get under Miller's skin and then get myself out of this town, okay? I'm just tired of being here. I'm sorry, I don't want to drag anyone down with me. I just want to go. You could have taken any car. Why is it so important to get under Miller's skin that you would have to steal his convertible? She says, because Principal Miller is hooking up with my mom. Can you imagine oh, how that feels? Oh my God. From behind the pole, definitely. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I think you hear that from all of our (laughs) (laughs) four corners. What? Inappropriate. Um, Do you actually like exclaim? Does she know that you're here now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Then she looks around with a start. Um, I I think I mean, I think realizing that there are more people around here is enough for her to now like start the ignition. Um, Like it still seems like she is planning to get out of here. I'm going to step out from the tire and take some pictures of her with the flash on so she can clearly see the camera going off. I'm getting out of the way if she's starting the car. <laughs> okay. She kind of shields her eyes from the flash uh, and you hear yell out an expletive, um, but she starts to drive away. She guns it. Um, but I think that you can tell just even in this little bit, there's a little bit of waver in her driving you think you might have like partially just blinded her. Like you think you might have hurt her ability to drive this car. Um, but she is fucking off. I want to reach in my pocket and pull out the flash for the other one that's in the car and start hitting it <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> um, okay. I love this. I'll tell you what. Like if you guys keep up with her and you're in a in a range, I think you can use this. I don't know how, but somehow you can use this tactically in pursuit. If you want to. Okay. Okay. Hey, Pete. Yeah. She's uh, taking off with your camera. Oh, I thought you were supposed to hide in the trunk (laughs) (laughs) to retrieve the camera. Wasn't that your role in this? Run. (laughs) And I'm going to start running back towards Madison's car. Yeah, same. Yeah, running. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think there's any role necessary for this. Uh, You managed to get in. You can get back. I think you have a slight time advantage because you can kind of travel in a straight line and get to the car that doesn't have obstacles in its way. Um, So I think as you get in the car and you kind of bring it around, it is right about the time that she comes tearing out of the front of the junkyard in that cherry red convertible. Uh, But you are all pretty much right on her ass and we are going to get into a contest here. Um, So who's... Who's driving? Who's got driving? I'm driving. Okay, so Madison, this is going to be uh, a contest that you are having. Uh, so a a quick overview. You can assist with actions if you have the same skill. Uh, so anybody else who has driving could theoretically help with a driving check. Uh, the leader makes the check as normal. The helper just spins any number of points from their pool and it adds that number minus one to the leader's role. Um, so if anybody else has driving and has enough of it to spend and assist as we go along, they can. So if I add one, the one that I have... Gives them nothing, yes. Cool, 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 cool. Well, that's a shame. All right, this is going to lean heavily on on Madison then. Is this where I can... Sp- I know this isn't exactly how the mechanics work, but you'd said that I might be able to use these gadget points with the flash of the camera in the car... Could I spend those to aid or to interfere? Yes, or okay. absolutely. Thank you for coming up with a clean way for this to work <laughs> for me. Um, yes, you can spend gadget the exact same way that someone else could spend driving to help in this contest. Okay. Um, and how many gadget points do you have left? I Pete? have four. Okay. 
so I can give you two one time or two one twice. Okay. Um, or three one time even. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. okay, so I am going to have Jocelyn make her driving test first because she kind of initiated this chase by taking off out of here. And it is extremely good. Um, so you see Jocelyn fucking like John Wick uh, take a, a 90 degree turn out of this junkyard and start just burning rubber um, down the kind of nowhere road that leads here and back into like the heart of town, more into the residential area and near where the high school is. Uh, Madison, what do you want to do? All right. So am I trying to beat her or just meet the target? Uh, you are trying to just beat a difficulty number. Um, both okay. of you are consistently rolling against a difficulty. The first one to goof it up suffers the consequences. Do I know what the number is? Uh, I can't tell you what exactly the number is. Um, I will remind you that four is a standard difficulty. Uh, I will tell you that this is probably slightly above average difficulty. She's not like a trained anti-pursuit driver or anything like that, but she does seem to be kind of killing it in this car. Would you say that she lives her life a quarter mile at a time? (laughs) (laughs) You see Vin Diesel peek his head out of the back seat. So you're going to make a driving roll uh, and you can spend any number of points you want from that to add to your roll. All right. Um, so the first thing I'm going to do is look around at my friends in the car and yell, seatbelts. Uh, and then I'm going to, yeah, uh, stomp on the gas and try to follow her. And I'm going to spend two points of driving. Okay. Uh, that is a six. Yeah, that succeeds. Uh, so what happens? How, how are you driving? What are you doing to get an advantage on her? Oh, no. I've never seen any any of these Fast and the Furious movies. What am I doing? You're hitting the uh, NOS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the car Could that be covered under, under a preparedness role? Uh, yeah. But she's never seen the movie, so she just has, like, the energy drink in her car. <laughs> just like, I'm supposed to drink this, right? Yes. Hold on. I want to actually look at the preparedness skill <laughs> to see if it would cover having installed NOS. So preparedness... I mean, preparedness does cover like anything along those lines. And the more outlandish it is, the higher the difficulty. Uh, It does say that like I can say, no, that's bogus and out of the question. But everybody at the table has to agree on that for us to just outlaw it. Um, So I would say that that seems absolutely outrageous. But and you would get no agreement. If if somebody (laughs) if if anybody at the table disagrees, then you can try it. And the difficulty is just going to be high but i will say i have nine points of preparedness and i'm prepared to spend (laughs) all of them to guarantee that this car has nitrous (laughs) you already know where i stand on yeah so whatever make (laughs) make a preparedness (laughs) roll i think in the lore like her younger brother street races but the parents don't know (laughs) (laughs) um then yeah i think i'm going to spend I'm going to spend all nine points of preparedness to guarantee that there's nitrous in this car. Roll roll the fucking die. (laughs) So that is a 14. (laughs) Yeah, there's nitrous installed in the car. That the younger brother like hustles people because he just shows up in a Hyundai and nobody bets on him. (laughs) We actually just cracked the plot of the ninth Fast and Furious movie. (laughs) I, I think Felix actually is yelling, hit the NOS, <laughs> and then she does. <laughs> We're like, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think I think Madison doesn't know what it is, and Felix is like, hit that, and I'm like, it's just, okay, and I do, and yeah. <laughs> I think we've. I think based on the command she gave you all when you got in the car, we've cracked the plot of the 10th Fast and the Furious movie, Fast 10, Your Seatbelts. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) God bless you. Okay. You come just tearing up on her at a speed that she could not possibly hope to match. Um, So she is going to try and outmaneuver to still keep any sort of advantage in this race. She rolled really well. She manages to keep it together. Um, She is certainly not like gaining ground on you, um, but she starts whipping through one of the neighborhoods um, that's got kind of like a winding road uh, just to try and mitigate some of the advantage that your speed is giving you and turn it into a handling advantage. Okay. Um, I know these streets pretty well. And so I'm going to try to, as she's going through these neighborhoods, try to see if I can uh, kind of get around the side of her car and see if I can force her down a street where I know that there's a cul-de-sac and see if I can just corner her. Okay, give me a driving roll. Uh, okay. And I will spend uh, my my gadget points now to, to flashy thing her. How many? I think all of them. Okay. This is it. You get plus three. Okay. Um, then I'm going to spend one point of driving. Okay. <laughs> a five plus four, nine. You do. Um, you pull up on her flank and manage to route her, manage to de-incentivize her from continuing on the course that she was on. uh, And she pulls off down an adjacent cul-de-sac instead. Um, She races down to the end of the cul-de-sac and tries to turn about quickly enough to bypass you and sneak back out of here and get back on the road. But that is a tough move. Uh, She does not pull it off. Um, I think she actually like in trying to bring it around fishtails a little bit. Uh, and brings one of the back tires up against a fire hydrant uh, and kind of bends the axle a little bit. Uh, it does not seem like she's going anywhere in this car anymore. Uh, awesome. Then I think I will. I'll do one of those very cool stuntmen like skid break to a stop. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, get out of my car. Nice driving, Madison. Is this a hybrid? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, my mom really cares about the environment. Oh, good. Where did you, where are we? Where'd you lead her to? Uh, yeah, and I think I led her uh, right in front of Principal Miller's house. <laughs> nice! <laughs> um, I think I need you to make an intuition roll on this to have, like, to have picked up on where the right place to be was, the right place to send her was, um... So yeah, make make an intuition roll. Add however many points you want to spin from your pool to it. Um, I think the difficulty on this one's relatively high. This is a very, very called shot. Is this something that we can aid with or is this a solo? Uh, I mean, no, you can. I don't see why not. Like mechanically speaking, if you want to spend your intuition pool to aid in that same way that you could have on the driving test, by all means. Okay. Uh, then I think I'm going to spend four points in my intuition. I will also spend four. Okay, so you will get to add an extra three. Anybody else spend an intuition to help out? Shoot, we're in end game here, I think. Yeah, I've got two to spend, so that gives you another plus one. Okay. Okay, so I'm rolling plus eight? Yes. A 12. That is sufficient. <laughs> that's that's a lot. Um. Yep, sure enough. Uh, as you say this, uh, you hear Principal Miller's voice from off camera say 
what the hell is going on out here? And you look over and there's Principal Miller with a woman <laughs> in a <laughs> robe. Oh, no. Uh, who says, Jocelyn? And Jocelyn goes, Mom! <laughs> I will uh, go grab the camera out of the passenger side of the car and uh, and hand it to him. Uh, sir, here, this is for you to, to look at. <clears throat> what, what is happening? Is that my car? Oh, yeah, yeah. I told you that I'd look into this for you, Mr. M. Uh, he, like, walks over towards the car, like, distraught at its condition now. He's like, thank you for finding it, Madison. Um, can somebody explain to me what has happened here? Uh, and he starts kind of flipping through the things on the camera. Uh, I think I look back and forth between him and Jocelyn's mom, and then I kind of look pointedly to Jocelyn. Yeah, so there's obviously some awkwardness going on here uh, that I think led to the idea of your car being taken. I think we can all agree this is very awkward. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes awkwardness uh, makes it so that, that people start communicating uh, better. Uh, and I push play on the on the camera so that he can see the, the video clip. Yeah. So like you see on the camera, she obviously took it, but she was also kind of pushed to do it. The point is you have proof. So at least you know what happened to your car. Look, I think... Jocelyn didn't mean to do anything criminal. She was just upset and acting out. And we got the car back and I know it's a little damaged, but I don't I don't think that we need to get the police involved or anything. Don't you think so, Mr. M? She's right. Like, we all get frustrated about stupid stuff. And I mean, the car wasn't hurt that bad. And I really need her as the tallest member of the team to do this dope uh, dirty dancing move thing with me in the costume where she lifts me up yeah and i mean in all fairness you you two do look pretty happy and uh, i feel like maybe calling the cops on your girlfriend's daughter might lead to a really uncomfortable uh thanksgiving and christmas years down the road um i mean i don't want to assume this could be casual i don't i don't know <laughs> oh He's he's actively flipping through Tinder while he's talking to you. <laughs> he takes all of you in, like looks at each of you and looks at Jocelyn and looks at Jocelyn's mom as Peter makes his point. Uh, and he nods uh, and he says, I think you're right. There's no need to get the police involved. This is it's something we can deal with ourselves. Jocelyn, regardless of the nature of the rest of our relationship, even just as my student, I only have your best interest at heart. So I'm sorry we should have handled this differently. I hope we can make things better now. Um, and her mom is kind of like nodding behind him. And Jocelyn doesn't seem happy, but she seems contented. Uh, and Principal Miller looks at all of the rest of you again and says, well, good work on solving another mystery. <laughs> I owe you one. I imagine that I can come up with some way for this to reflect in your academic careers. Maybe as some kind of extracurricular or a project on your resumes. Babysitter's Club. Uh, just so you know, I probably won't be in school tomorrow because it's like 2 a.m. and my mom has no idea where I am. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yes. Oh, my God. All of you. Yeah, go maybe, home. Maybe, go to sleep. maybe around the phone calls for everyone's parents just to let them know. Yes, I'll, I'll take care of that. First thing in the morning, I'll 
get calls out to all of your parents. Feel free to not come in until after lunch. Uh, and I'm going to walk the camera over to Jocelyn um, and I'm going to show her the back of it and I'm going to delete the video. Have a good game this weekend. Okay, that brings us to the conclusion of the mystery of Miller's car. Um, well done, everybody, in solving the case. And you know what? And I think the most wholesome way that I could have asked for. <laughs> nice. Um, so at the end of each adventure, uh, everybody gets some experience points, some build points to allocate however you want. Uh, I'm going to say we get three because the book says two to three and does not qualify why. Uh, so <laughs> everybody gets three experience points that you can just put into any of these abilities as you wish. Um, I'm also going to give out some relationships here. I think there have been some relationship changes. So uh, we interacted a good bit with Lila and with Miller. Um, so I think that Felix and Madison, uh, I think you each get a like one relationship with Lila. Uh, for having engaged with her and then kind of covered her ass uh, afterwards. And I think everybody here who doesn't already have a relationship with Principal Miller uh, gets a like two relationship with Miller. Does my relationship with Miller advance any beyond its current? What do I have with him? I have a like two. Uh, yeah, bump yours up to a like three. Nice. You're you're the principal's goon squad now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it counts on you. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns about... The game, the story, the myth, the legend. No, I just, uh, there's a lot more to this game than what it looks like at first glance. I, I thought that was very interesting. There is a lot to this game. Um, you know, I've never, I've been interested in Gumshoe for a while, but I've never played Gumshoe. Uh, I did my best, and there are lots of things I know of that we didn't ever get to. Um, a variety of mechanics, like we never did like a full social contest throwdown where one of you or multiple of you and an NPC would actually go back and forth and pick away at each other's cool. We never actually really got into any cool damage stuff. Um, you know, those are the kind of things you would come up against if you were trying to, like I had a few set pieces in mind that would have required things like that. Like if you tried to get into Jocelyn's neighborhood, there would have been a cool test to get in because it's an upscale gated place. Or if you tried to interact with Ward, there would have been tests. And ultimately, if you had decided to incriminate Jocelyn in front of somebody, like that would have gotten into the throwdown contest rules. But you all did a pretty smooth job of kind of sticking to your strengths and and getting what you needed to just take it to the right people, um, which is a very grown up way of detectiving, I think. Like the high school detective game presumes that you'll do a lot more catty arguing and embarrassing them in front of your friends. You guys are all goddamn professionals and, <laughs> and you did it by the books. Hey everybody, welcome to the final bouts of the Monster Mash. Today we have Spark versus Psycrawler on a rocky mountaintop and then the victor of that versus Hound on top of a windy plateau. Jake, why don't you remind us about Spark? Spark is a suit of armor operated by electric gremlins. To attack, to defense, the attack tags are shock and collective. The defense tags are shock and armor. And Megan, remind us of Psycrawler. Psycrawler, the psychic maelstrom, has three attack and one defense. The three attacks being Psybeam, Confuse Ray, and Telekinesis. And the defense being incorporeal. All right, let's get a little paper, rock, scissors to see who makes the first move. One, two, three, shoot. All right, Psycrawler, what is your opening salvo? 
I'm going right in with using my telekinesis to pick up a rock from this rocky mountaintop and hurling it straight at this big suit of armor. All right, Spark, how are you defending? I'm a big suit of armor. I'm just going to get into a strong position and power through. All right, sounds like you're each invoking one tag. Judges, where are your dice going? It's got to go to Psycrawler for this. No matter how much Spark tries to buckle down, this is still a big old boulder heading its way. Yeah, I think that's a strong start, strong power move there. I'm going to go Psycrawler as well. Yeah, I think I agree. What about the environment? I mean, Psycrawler is literally using the environment as its attack. Yeah. Yeah. All right, how many dice each rolling? Seven. Two. Let's see it. That's three successes. One success. All right, so Spark takes two points of damage because the additional point of attack and point of defense for the tags cancel each other out. Spark, what are you doing? I am going to charge into the incorporeal mass of this creature so that I'm kind of within it and just let out a shock pulse in all directions. All right, Psycrawler, how are you defending? I'm going to try and kind of disperse uh, over a larger area so that I can hopefully not take as much of this shock at one time. Okay, so Spark is invoking one, Psycrawler is invoking none. Judges, where are your dice going? I I like this attack. I think that's a solid, interesting way to deal with a psychic maelstrom. I'm going to give it to Spark. Yeah, I agree. We haven't seen Spark use his power this way. I like Psycrawler for this. Even though they're not using one of their tags, I like them sort of dispersing to fill a larger area to try to minimize the damage of the attack. All right. What about the environment? Not really in play. Don't think it's, yeah. Uh, how many dice are you rolling? Four. Two. Let's see it. Zero successes. Two successes. All right. Psycrawler takes three points of damage. Psycrawler. What's going on? I'm going to hit these gremlins with my Confuse Ray and just try and sow some some discord among their their communication and working this suit of armor uh, and then hit him with my Psybeam so that they cannot communicate properly and can't operate this suit properly. All right, Spark, how are you defending against this? I don't think I can technically invoke a tag on this because the tag I want to invoke is one of my attack tags. Like them being a collective, I want to defend by everybody just flooding their thoughts with different shit. So it's hard to like zero in, you know, one mental attack to cover all of the bases because Mm -hmm. there are all of these minds to affect individually. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I can invoke an attack tag for a defense move. Correct. Correct. And that is a a note. I, you know, have had people ask for the rules of this. um, And in one of the examples that I give in the rules that we have started to, to build up nice and pretty, uh, you can take the same tag for attack and defense uh, as Spark has done with their armored form. I don't think I can invoke a tag then. I think that's what I'm doing, but with no mechanical ramification. Yeah, yeah. Uh, judges, where are your dice going? Psycrawler. I love the idea of sowing chaos from within. <laughs> yeah, like literally the thought of all of these gremlins inside of the armor just freaking out and, and not knowing what to do or where to go is, is kind of terrifying. I just can't get the image out of my head of the actual electric gremlin from Gremlins 2 and just trying to touch that crazy thing's mind. That seems rough. I think I'm going to give mine to Spark. All right. What about the environment die? Don't think it's a factor here again. Yeah. Okay. How many dice each rolling? Three. Five. All right. Here we go. Four successes. Two successes. All right. So Spark takes four points of damage. Spark, you're up. Uh, I think I'm going to do a similar thing, but now actually invoke the attack tag. I think all of the gremlins are going to 
deliberately, I don't know how to phrase it, think loudly, like think differently and loudly to cause disorientation in this psychic maelstrom that's trying to manipulate their thoughts uh, while again rushing into the center to emit that shock. All right. And Psycrawler, how are you defending against this? I think I'm going to use my incorporeal tag to kind of phase back through a rock or something so they can't get right in the middle of my mass. All right. So it sounds like Spark is invoking two and Psycrawler is invoking one. Judges, where are your dice going? I think I'm going to go with Spark. Spark is employing a lot of new tactics this round compared to previous rounds. And so I even imagine that would be a surprise for, for the other combatant. Yeah, I, I I was on the fence here. Those are both very good, but that's a good point. The idea of kind of changing it up and being surprising, I think, is the slight edge here. I really liked Spark's attack until I heard that Psycrawler was going to literally be inside of a rock. Like, that's just cool. Take my dice. Okay, what about the environment? I mean, Psycrawler's literally using it as a defensive tactic. Yeah. All right, how many each rolling? Three. Four. Let's see it. No successes. Three successes. Oh. Psycrawler takes four points of damage. That's it. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Me either. Uncanny. We see the psychic maelstrom dissipate. All right. So in the final round, we have Spark versus Hound. And I believe I'm going to be manning Hound in this round. (laughs) Oh, that's profound. To give the pound. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Who's going to get downed? (laughs) So Hound stats. Hound is three attack, one defense. His three attack are fire breath, claws, and guilt of the damned. And then his one defense is wings. Uh, Guilt of the damned is kind of like a penance stare. Okay. Uh, So Spark, uh, hit us with yours again, just because it's the beginning of the fight. Suit of armor operated by electric gremlins. Two attack, two defense. Attack tags are shock and collective. Defense tags are shock and armor. All right. Let's do a little paper, rock, scissors. One, two, three, shoot. All right, Spark, you're up. And as a reminder, this is taking place on top of a windy plateau. Okay. Spark is going to rush at Hound and hop on its back and kind of contort the limbs of the armor individually to try and grapple limbs and then just shock through the core of the armor. Hound is going to use the wind and flap his wings as much as he can uh, to carry them in the direction the wind is going and just drag spark along the ground Uh, so it sounds like spark is invoking two and hound is invoking one judges where your dice going i think i'm with spark on this one Uh, i like the idea of the grapple it's a good opening salvo um i think i agree yeah i agree as well what about the environment die i think that's hound yeah definitely yeah all right how many dice you rolling five two i have one success i have three All right, so Hound takes three points of damage. Uh, All right, so Hound, with Spark in close proximity, I'm going to just sink the claws into the metal, and I'm going to breathe fire all over this metal and try to to heat it up and melt it down. Spark, how are you defending? Well, I'm armor, so I've got a very tough exterior. I think you'll have a hard time getting the purchase that you want to get. And at the points of entry for Hound's claws... I'm going to emit electricity. All right, so we're both invoking two tags. Judges, where are your dice going? It's going to go with Hound for me. Yeah. yeah, I like the idea of heating up this armor and and using that against him. I 
think I'm going to go hound as well on this one. All right. What about the environment die? Is it really a factor here? No, I don't think so. No. All right. I'm rolling six dice. Jake? Two. One success. Five successes. Oof. The bonus tags cancel out, so Spark takes four points of damage. Spark, what are you up to? All right. So while still entangled, while partially grappled here, the gauntlets on the suit of armor are going to forcefully grab onto and maneuver Hound's wings to catch some air and lift us both and then collapse those wings so that Spark can power bomb Hound into the ground. Oh, that's <laughs> oh very good. God. And also shock him on the way down. <laughs> There's just no reason not to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think my only defense against this is to try to power against the strength of these arms with these uh, with these wings. And I fly. I know how to ride air currents. So I am trying to catch the, the wind with my wings to get it to go the way that I want, uh, as opposed to this stationary creature who doesn't know how to fly. That sounded so hateful. Yeah, that's right. You pedestrian. Jesus. I got no defense, so I've got to... <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta sell my case. You terrestrial. <laughs> so Spark is invoking two tags. I'm invoking one. Judges, where are your dice going? I mean, I gotta see this power bomb. I really like the idea of using your wings and being familiar with falling out of the sky and manipulating yourself. But yeah, I gotta see this. This, this sounds so cool. This like especially the uh, like collapsing the wings to try and take away that advantage. So definitely, I'm going with Spark. I agree. It's Spark all the way. What about the environment die? We feel like they almost cancel out. Like they're both trying to use it. They're both trying to make use of the wind in different ways. So is that like by virtue of its own struggle kind of canceling each other out? I would argue that Hound is using the windiness to their advantage more. Uh, it sounds like Spark is trying to use gravity more. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. So I'm rolling five. I'm rolling two. One success. Also one success. Oh. All right. And so that cancels out. So having been slammed into the ground, uh, I'm going to keep these claws sunk into Spark and hit him with the guilt of the damned uh, and make him feel the, the guilt and the pain of all of the other combatants he has defeated. <laughs> Spark, how are you defending? Um, as far as tag invocation goes, same thing as last time, tough hide, ability to channel electricity through the points of contact. Beyond that, I am just a series of precocious gremlins. I don't think you can make me feel bad about anything. So <laughs> I'm, 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 they're all in there just going, tee hee, tee hee. <laughs> Judges, where are your dice going? With the precocious gremlins. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. Just even the phrase precocious gremlins. <laughs> I heard that and I was like, yeah, they're not feeling guilty about anything. I've seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going back to gremlins too. That the electric one literally melts all of the rest of them. Spoiler alert. So yeah. I haven't seen it. So thank you. <laughs> we ruin movies for Megan more than spoiler anything. alert for a 35 year old movie. <laughs> that one's fair. Uh, what about the environment die? Are either of them really using the environment here? I don't no. I think so. I would say no. All right. How many dice are we rolling? Five. Three. One success. Three successes. All right. So that gives you a plus two to carry over into the next round on your attack. Spark, what are you doing? I think the pieces of the armor separate and start to put themselves onto Hound, but not the right body parts, like 
the boots go on the tips of wings and the gloves try and squeeze onto feet like so that it is an awkward, uncomfortable weight and not a defense. And so that the gremlins have just direct access, like unfettered electricity to course directly into Hound. All right, I'm going to just fly and do barrel rolls and use the wind to fling these parts of me off so they get scattered around the plateau so they are not together anymore. Uh, so I'm invoking one, Spark is invoking two. Judges, where are your dice going? I love both of these a lot. I do too. <laughs> I know. I was so sold with the precocious gremlins again, but I think that with Hound doing barrel rolls and the parts of the armor going on body parts that they shouldn't be, it wouldn't be very secure. And so I feel like Hound would be able to knock uh, to knock these pieces of armor off pretty easily. Yeah, I think especially with the with the wind and everything getting up there. I oh, you know what? The boots are on the wings, so I wonder if that would. Maybe that would uh, impede that a little bit. Fuck it, I'm going with Spark. I think I'm going Hound because when in doubt, do a barrel roll. <laughs> That's true. What about the environment die? I feel hound. like this is Hound. Definitely. All right, how many are you rolling? Three. Four. Three successes. Two successes. All right, so I get one to carry over. All right, so having thrown these pieces of armor around the plateau, I am going to just ride the wind and blare fire down on all of them uh, hitting the armor and the exposed gremlins spark how are you defending uh so i think all of the all of the little bits are starting to run back together like the end of the iron giant because the gremlins are exposed and kind of this raw electrical energy is exposed like arcs of electricity are just lashing out at the incoming flame and kind of cutting through it and disrupting it before it can make contact all right so it sounds like we are both invoking one tag Judges, where are your dice going? I think I'm on hound with this one. I'm on spark. You always get me with the iron giant defense. <laughs> I know. Same spark. What about the environment die? I feel like neither. I don't think the the windiness of the, the hilltop really necessarily helps or hurts anybody here. I agree. Yeah. How many dice are rolling? I got four. As do I. One success. Two successes. All right. So you get one to carry over. Spark, what are you up to? Once the armor's all back together. Spark is going to wait until Hound is doing a pass overhead and then put both fists up and blast electricity out the feet to propel him into the air and just try and land a good double shock punch right in, in Hound's center of mass as he flies overhead. Uh, I'm going to defend against this by, as soon as I hear this takeoff, flap my wings backwards so that I get out of the way, kind of with the wind behind me so that hopefully... My flapping of wings in the wind catch Spark and, and push him off his trajectory. Uh, so it sounds like we're each invoking one. Judges, where are your dice going? I want to see this Superman punch. Me too. I like the thought of, of blowing him off his trajectory. What about the environment die? I feel I like Hound, Hound is trying that's to Hound. use the wind here. Yeah. yeah. All right. How many dice are we rolling? Four. Three. Two successes. One success. All right, so that gives me one to carry over. All right, so while Spark is in the air, I'm going to dig my claws into him and just blast fire into his face and then throw him off the plateau. God. Spark, how are you defending? Separating into pieces to grip onto different parts of you so that you can't possibly throw all of us off of the plateau and just delivering my charge. All right, so it sounds like we are both invoking two. Judges, where are your dice going? Spark. 
This is rad as hell. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I've just really like just like a face full of fire. I think my die is going to hound. All right. What about the environment die? I think that's hound trying to yeah. utilize literally the plateau on this one. All right. How many dice are we rolling? Four. Five. Two successes. Also two successes. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. All right, Spark, what are you up to? As Hound tries to cast me off the edge of the plateau, I do some like Black Widow shit where the armor kind of contorts and uses his momentum to roll it over and slam him down and into the surface of the plateau and deliver an electric shock. I think all I can do is keep flapping my wings to try and right myself even once I'm upside down. It's not flashy, but it's all I've got. (laughs) All right, so it sounds like Spark is invoking two. I'm invoking one. Judges, where are your dice going? I'm with Spark on this one. Yeah, I think so, too. Same. What about the environment die? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think trying to use the plateau as the as the anvil for his hammer. I think that one's Spark. Yep. Yep. Okay, how many dice you rolling? Six. One. Did, did <gasps> not think I was going to get the environment die. Yeah. Well, you, you, you said the word either. plateau. So. <laughs> <laughs> One success. Four successes. And Hound goes down. Unfucking believable. Oh, <laughs> so atop the windy plateau stands the new victor of the monster mash, Spark, the pack of chaotic electric gremlins <laughs> operating a mechanical suit of armor. You all well, tell me, me, oh yeah, the cream, the cream rises to top of spark, cannot be destroyed, spark cannot be unseated. To my true believers out there, believing in spark, you know the energy of the precocious gremlins will bring us to the top, brother. I appreciate your support, dig it. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the Monster Mash. Thank you all so much for joining us. We hope you had a good time. Uh, for those of you looking for the rules, uh, if they are not out already, we will have them out for you very soon. And for those of you around the table, hopefully you'll have your entrance fee for next year. Dig it. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down, What stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi. 
My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls. A man's face, set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media, in association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs>